You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And welcome into Sacks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti, and you are listening to yet another simulated game using MLB The Show in a full 2020 White Sox simulated season brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park. Guess what? They're open now. Go on over, have a drink, get some food. Go see Cork and Carry at the Park at 33rd in Princeton. They have survived to this point. They need your help and support. What the heck? Flip on the game that you're going to hear right now while you sit out there and enjoy some cork and carry right by the ballpark. It's the best you're going to get right now until these MLB owners and these MLB players find some sort of common ground. Also, remember the beer garden at Cork and Carry on Western Avenue is also open. So if you live in Beverly, the outdoor beer garden is now open for business. And remember, you can get all the great food at Cork and Carry at the Park still delivered to you with Grubhub or direct through CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. The White Sox are on a six-game winning streak. They've won eight of their last ten, and they're home now for a six-game series that will take place over the next seven days. Three against Detroit, a day off, and three against the Cleveland Indians. They're currently 15 games over 500 and two and a half games out of first place behind the Minnesota Twins. And while the Indians later on in this homestand are four and a half back from the Twins and hot on the White Sox heels, the Tigers are already 19 games back in a rebuild. They don't even have a chance at the wild card. The White Sox currently have spot number one there. It's good to be home after three days in Kansas City. Got to work off the barbecue. And let's start a game right now. It's White Sox baseball brought to you by Sox in the Basement. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Let's go. Guaranteed rate field south side of Chicago. The 39-24 Chicago White Sox taking on the 22-40 Detroit Tigers. My name is Chris Lanuti and you are listening to Sox in the Basement brought to you proudly by Cork and Carey at the Park. And pitching tonight for the White Sox and taking the bump here to start off the game, Gio Gonzalez, 12 starts, 7-0 record, 3.06 ERA, 62 and two-thirds innings with 56 hits and 23 walks. That's a 1.17 whip. He also has 75 strikeouts, so more than a strikeout per inning. And currently, with that undefeated 7-0 record, up at the top of the list, well, not the very top, but he's on that list right now, to possibly make an appearance in the All-Star game if he keeps it up. A nice acquisition and a nice surprise for the White Sox, and he has stayed healthy so far. First pitch just occurred to Victor Reyes, a 3-11 average, the right-handed leadoff hitter for the Tigers. It's at 7-11, and it was fouled off for strike one. Next pitch, an outside changeup swung on and missed 0-2 quickly. Reyes stands in. And awaits the next one from the lefty hurler. An outside changeup misses one and two to count. 67 degrees, eight mile an hour winds blowing in from left field. Pretty clear skies today. Going around the horn, Grandal is behind home plate. Encarnacion is over at first with Abreu as the DH. Next pitch fouled off into the camera well down the first baseline. Madrigal's at second. Tim Anderson at short. Danny Mendick, who filled in for him yesterday in Kansas City is now at third base giving Yoan Moncada the day off 
Left field is Jimenez. Center is Luis Robert. And in right, Adam Engel. 2-2 count. The pitch on the way. Low and inside for Seamer. The count is full. Harold Castro stands on deck. Castro hitting 329 with five homers and 19 RBI. They have a few hitters on this team. Unlike when we face the Royals, who are currently in fourth place, they have nobody hitting that well. Ground ball knocked down by Mendick down the line, but the runner is going to be safe as it comes out of his glove. A base hit. In a perfect world, you could start all these guys all 162 games. But Yo-Yo Moncada needed a little rest. And he's on the bench today. Harold Castro comes up with a runner on, leadoff man on. He's got five homers, 19 RBIs. He leads the Tigers in batting average. The lefty stands in with fair to good speed on first base. High outside four, Seamer misses 1-0 the count. In his last four games, 9 for 22, that's a 4-0-9 clip. Rondal scooting around behind the plate right now. Now he's comfortable. The sign is down. Gonzalez checks it, checks the runner, the pitch on the way. Inside heat, misses. 2-0 the count. St. Louis leading Pittsburgh right now in Pittsburgh. PNC Park 4-0. Miami tied up with Seattle in Miami. one all in the third inning. 3-0 now as that one misses outside. Miguel Cabrera, yes, he still plays baseball, stands on deck. The Reds lead the Cubs in Cincinnati 3-0 as they start their weekend series. It's Friday night here at the ballpark in early June. Strike down the middle for Seamer, 3-1 from Gonzalez to Castro. I don't know if it would have been an easy play for Mendick to make. Mankato had a much better chance at it. Mendick's no slouch in the infield, and when it comes time to find somebody to stand at third base, he's a better option than Leori Garcia. It was a difficult play. Gonzalez going to have to pitch through it. Ground ball, the Mads over to short. Anderson back over to first. Encarnacion puts that away in his glove. Four to six to three. Rack him up. And there's two gone here in the top of the first inning. Cabrera comes to the plate. 22 RBI and eight home runs go with his 252 average. Miggy, at one point, was a third baseman. Now he's basically a first baseman slash DH. Played a lot of outfield, too, at one point. People forget he's a professional hitter. And yeah, in the later years, he may not be the greatest hitter in baseball, but he's dangerous every time he comes up there. We're going to see him for three games. I'd be shocked if he didn't go yard once. High pitch popped up. That's not going anywhere. It's actually three feet behind home plate. Underneath it is Grandal. He puts it away. In the end, Gonzalez faces the minimum. Through one. There's no score, and the White Sox are coming up here on the south side. Michael Fomer, 12 starts, 5-4 record, ERA of 4.60, 72 and a third innings with 75 hits. That already has you over one whip. Add on 25 walks, it's a 1.38. Walks and hits per innings pitched with 57 strikeouts. The righty takes the mound tonight with a full beard and awaits Tim Anderson as he gets in there, hitting 333 with five homers and 32 RBIs. On base percentage of 367, not bad for a leadoff hitter. He also has the fifth highest batting average in the American League right now. The batting champ from last year turning in a very good effort the next year. The pitch on the way, inside check swing. Did he go? No, he did not. 1-0 the count. 
22-40 and 40 are the Tigers. Fifth in the AL Central, and this is the first time we've seen them all year. We've seen a lot of Kansas City. Three games with Cleveland. We've had 10 against the Twins. That one's fouled back, one and one the count. The most we've played against is KC. I want to say it's 13 games already. We've almost played our allotted games against the Royals for the season. Swung on and missed a slider down the middle, one and two now on Anderson. We do get the Tigers in our road trip coming up here. After this six-game, seven-day homestand, we go on the road. That one's out in the center field. Base hit for Anderson. Gets in between the second baseman and second base. He claps into the dugout as he's known to do when he gets a leadoff hit to start the game off, telling him it's time to play. And now here's Luis Robert, who led off yesterday and went two for five with a big double. Drove in a run. Also scored a run in that game. Averages up to 215. He's been doing very well over the last couple of weeks. Renteria opting to have him bat second. And sliding Grandal down because Moncada, the normal four hitter, not in the lineup. He scored nine runs in the last nine games. He takes that one outside for ball one, one and oh the count. Anderson trails only two players in the American League in stolen bases. One of them is the leader with 29, Luis Robert. Swings and misses at that one, a fastball high and tight. One and one the count. Sox like to run early and test the catcher behind the plate. Two-seam fastball low, two and one. Abreu stands on deck. Two-one count. The runner goes, swung on and missed, down to second base, safe as Anderson. Roberts two and two, Anderson safe at second base with a feet-first slide. Beat that throw with time to spare. So now we have a runner in scoring position with a 2-2 count and no outs on Luis Robert and Abreu waiting on deck. Sox aggressive on the base paths, especially with their two guys, Anderson and Robert. Everybody else, I don't think there's anybody with more than three steals on this team or four attempts. Three and two as that pitch misses outside. Full count to Robert. The payoff pitch. Low in the dirt. He is on first, so Anderson would have gotten there anyway. Now you have a lot of speed on base. And here comes Abreu. We have seen Robert take third with Anderson trailing him in a double steal with Abreu up. On three or four occasions this year, they've used that. Abreu very good at just kind of standing there and getting in the catcher's way. But we've never seen Anderson in front of Robert, because normally Robert's at the bottom of the lineup. No outs here, bottom of the first. The 268 hitting Abreu stands in. First and second, no outs. The pitch inside, a four-seam fastball, 1-0 the count. Anderson has 20 stolen bases this year at an 80% clip. Roberts over 90% and one away from 30. If the White Sox start running in real life, I think this shows they'd be a fun team. But playtime is over with the rebuild. What can Ricky and the coaches do? This one's lifted out in the right field. Fly ball back towards the corner is going to be caught. Anderson's going to tag and head to third. Robert's going to hold it first. So Anderson will get to third base on a fly out into the right field corner near section 108. Want to say hi to my sack summer, Cherise E and Beef Loaf. Aloha, Mr. Han and all the rest of them out there. Thanks for listening. As Yasmani Grandal steps in, hitting lefty, of course, against a right-handed hitter. 277 average. He's down about 30 points since mid-May. 
when he went on an absolute tear. Grandal was a first-round pick in 2010. I did not know that. 1-0 the count with one out here in the bottom of the first. A low changeup gets across, 1-1. One one. Rusty Valentine making the calls back there. He hasn't been bad for us this season. This is a good crew. Sometimes we get the bad crew, and it's awful. Even MLB The Show has good and bad crews. We've noticed this. Outside pitch misses, 2-1 the count to Grandal. First and third, one out. There goes Robert for second, swung on and fouled back. Count is even two and two. Rondell saw something he really liked. I think Robert had that bag instead now, two and two. We'll see if he goes again. He does not. The pitch low is called a strike, a two-seamer, and Grandal throws his hands up, saying that ball was not in the zone, and I got to say I agree with him. He just praised Valentine behind the plate. That ball's below the knees. It wasn't in a little strike box. Now there's two outs and runners on first and third. And the Sox could squander the first two getting on here in the first. Aloy Jimenez, 260 with 14 home runs and 39 RBIs and OPS of 837. Seventh currently in the left field all-star vote. 1-0 count to Jimenez. The pitch on the way. High and inside a slider 2-0. Robert on first. Anderson on third. Robert goes for second. Pitch is called a strike on the outside corner. Luis Robert is safe underneath the tag. And that is his 30th stolen base of the season in the first week of June. He could have 100 this year. It's like watching Marquise Grissom or Tim Raines in their heyday. Actually, that was called a ball. I thought it was a strike looking at the pitch. So Jimenez gets a gift. 3-0 pitch on the way. Swings and misses at a two-seam fastball down the middle. Three and one. He tried to pull the string there and send that out. And he's got to be frustrated. He gets a 3-0 count and just swing it or whatever, and he missed it anyway. Now an outside pitch call. The strike on the corner. Count is full. Sox got two on here. But unfortunately, two outs right after that, and a 3-2 count to Jimenez. Swung on and fouled off a two-seam fastball, 94 miles an hour. High, but in the zone on the outside corner. The payoff pitch will come again. Here it comes. Swung on and missed. He went over the top of a slider and strikes out. Jimenez walks back frustrated. The crowd goes silent. White Sox fans have been watching this team on TV, on the road, listening to games. One of those things is true. End of first, no score. Sox fans may be surprised here, I think. This team is so good, you're shocked when they don't capitalize. 13 homers and 31 RBIs go with Jonathan Shoup's 259 average. And a shout out to somebody I know in my fantasy baseball league by the name of Mark Bevan. Mark held on to Jonathan Shoup as a starting second baseman for two years. No matter how bad Shoup played, he was convinced any day now he was going to figure it out. Now he's on Detroit in a rebuild, and he's not that great, but good enough to bat fourth on this team. Gonzalez is 0-2 on a pitch placed perfectly on the outside corner to Shoup. And he hasn't swung yet. Mark gave up on fantasy baseball after those two years. Trust me, it wasn't fantasy baseball's fault. The 0-2 count, high misses, 1-2. Good guy, though. Bad at fantasy baseball. Big White Sox fan. That's my beer opening up in the background. 1-2 to count. No outs, top of the second. Gonzalez... Throws a 12-6 curve on the outside corner that misses. 2-2, two two, the count is even. 
Now Gio gets a changeup fouled off down the first baseline into the crowd. Count remains even at two. Milwaukee and Boston this weekend already leading in that game 3-0. The first of three. Four-seamer over the swinging bat of Shoup. Don't pick him up in your league. First strikeout for Gonzalez. And there's one gone. Minnesota leading at home 2-0. They're also in the second inning against the Angels who beat them last night. That's a four-game series for them. This one has popped up immediately. Cameron Maben gives a gift to Grandal. That's the second pop-up he's picked up for an out. In the first six batters, or five batters actually, that Gonzalez has faced. C.J. Cron comes on. A 160 average for Cron. One of those guys that he flourished. I want to say that he played a year in Minnesota in the middle of that lineup. He was like a cheap addition that gave them an awful lot of pop. They're trying to get that kind of magic here in Detroit. They're not getting it. Fly ball deep, though, out in the right field. Opposite field towards the corner. That ball is just foul in front of section 108 at the 335 marker. Gave it a ride. There's a big shift, so Engel has to run back to where he's standing now. Gonzalez throws the next one. This one's deep out in the left center field and off the wall. C.J. Crown must be listening to the broadcast, and he was ticked. That's a double standing up. Two rockets hit by him. First one was foul. The next one dropped perfectly right in between Robert and Jimenez on one hop hit the wall. So there's one on second, and there's two out for the Tigers here in the top of the second inning. Gonzalez checks the runner, the pitch on the way. Lifted down the first baseline into the stands. Austin Romine, 220, five home runs, 24 RBIs. Romine waves the bat a lot when he's up there, but no other motion in the body. A low inside for Seamer goes for a ball, one and one the count. The right-handed hitter against the lefty Gonzalez who checks the runner and delivers. It's an inside pitch called a strike 12-6 curve at the knees. One and two. Gonzalez trying to finish off this inning, the pitch. Swung on and dribbled over to third base. Mendick picks it up on the run, flips the first in plenty of time. A 5-3 put out, and the inning is over. Through two, Gio shutting him down. He spread out two hits over two innings, and the White Sox are coming up for the second time in this game. Edwin Encarnacion is playing first base tonight. He's got 15 homers. That's second on the team behind Yasmani Grandal with 17. Those were two good pickups for the offense. 34 RBIs. He's hitting 268. Basically sat at 250 up until about a few weeks ago. He grabbed a couple percentage points off of Grandal's average, obviously. It all evens out. Line drive over to third. Hits the ground right before it is caught and sent over. That's an error at first base. It's dropped. Ball hit him in the glove over at first, and Cabrera makes an error. They're going to put it on the third baseman because it bounced into the glove. So the E5, that's where the error is, although that is a routine one hop for a first baseman. But because it hit the ground, it's E5. Ball rolls out in front of Cabrera, and Encarnacion is over at first base. Angles hitting 291. Adam playing right field now on the regular. Five home runs and 14 RBI. No outs here in the bottom of the second. The leadoff man on again. Fulmer already up to 26 pitches here. 
And he has yet to record an out in the second inning. That's a good sign. Sox had two on in scoring position, but could not get anybody across after their leadoff man and their two-hitter reached base right away in this game. Inside pitch fouled off, 0-1 the count. Next one swung on, he went inside again, 97 miles an hour. It's fouled straight back, and angles down 0-2 quickly. Fulmer checks the sign, looks over at Encarnacion and delivers. An outside slider misses 1-2. and two. Edwin's on a threat to go anywhere. In fact, he clogs the bases. We saw that specifically in the game last night when the White Sox couldn't get any runs and several times Edwin was the reason. And luckily, the White Sox just exploded for four runs with two outs in the eighth inning and three runs with two outs in the ninth to win that game in a comeback against KC and sweep them. Outside slider misses. The count is full of three and two now. Fulmer starts messing around with Angle. Now the count is full with no outs in the bottom of the second. Danny Mendick stands on base. He has been doing very nicely coming off the bench in substitute roles. A low inside pitch swung on and missed by Adam Angle. There's one gone here in the bottom of the second inning. Third strikeout of the game for Fulmer. And the eight hitter will be Danny Mendick playing third tonight for Yohan Moncada. One out, bottom of the second inning. Runner on first. First pitch lifted down the first baseline, tailing into foul territory. It'll land in the field of play, but foul. 0-1 the count. 33 pitches now for Fulmer against the 261 hitting Mendick. A low outside two-seam fastball goes for a ball, 1-1. One one. It was Mendick who finished off the rally to tied it up last night in the eighth inning with a two-run home run the left. He was the player of the game and well-deserved. 2-1 pitch now on the way. Swung on a rip down the first baseline, hooking foul into the ball boy's glove. Next one sent foul into the tarp down the third base line. Two and two, the count is even. One out, bottom of the second. Encarnacion at first. A low inside changeup misses three and two to count. Nick Mandrigal stands on deck, hitting 230. Several rookies on this team, three in this lineup tonight. Mendick, still a rookie. Only played a little bit in September. Mandrigal came up after the season started. Robert started the season with the team. It's an inside ball. He walked him. Two on now. People say rebuild's over, but guess what? There are still some young guys that are learning this year. Imagine this team in 2021 or 2022. That's probably when they hit their peak. Although they'd be fun to watch in person right now. And it hurts every day that it isn't getting done. A low pitch to Nick Mandrigal. Called the strike at the knees. 0-1 the count. One out. Runners on first and second. No score here. In Chicago. Michael Fulmer. 40 pitches so far for the Tigers. The righty. Throws one on the outside corner. They're going to say Mandrigal went around. Tried to check it up. 0-2. Next offering. Sent out to right center field. That one's going to get in the gap. Encarnacion around third. He will score. In the third base is Danny Mendick. Mandrigal takes the single as the throw came in. And he anticipated it coming into second base. He got about a third of the way there. Held up and went back. 
a good decision, I think. The White Sox lead this game 1-0. And now to the top of the order, and Timmy Anderson is 1-for-1 with a single in the first. And on a tear as of late, 336 average. He's slugging 502 with a 369 on-base percentage. He's got speed at third and speed at first. And he rips this one out to center field. Ball be caught. In comes Mendick. The throw comes in. He is safe well before it gets there. Sacrifice fly makes it 2-0 White Sox with two outs now in the bottom of the second inning. Mandrigal remains on first base. Luis Robert walked in the first inning. And this team is relentless. If you think about it, Michael Fulmer goes back to the dugout thinking, okay, I got out of that. But they just come back the next inning. They got him up to 44 pitches right now. He hasn't gotten through the second inning. And two runs are already in. Robert swings and misses at an inside two-seamer. He wanted all of it. We have not seen him swing for the fences very much. He's been very disciplined about collecting hits. A low outside two-seamer goes for a strike, taken 0-2 now quickly with two outs in the bottom of the second inning. Sox lead 2-0. Nice piece of hitting from Madrigal. And then the fly out to deep center from Anderson. Plates Mendick. Sent out in the left field. That's a base hit. Robert has a single. Madrigal over to second base. This kid's figuring it out. I don't know how else to say it. I know if you look at his baseball card right now, you're like, come on, Chris, he's hitting 215. He sat at 180 up until about two weeks ago. He's up 35 points in his average after playing two months almost every day at a 180 clip. He's coming on. Abreu fouls off a fastball down the first base line. 0-1 the count with two on. There's speed aboard. A base hit is going to plate Mandrigal, a really good base hit. Robert comes all the way around. Lifted down the right field line. If it's fair, that could be trouble. It is a fair ball. One run is in. Robert gets into third base without a problem and holds. They're going to try to get Abreu at second. He made a bad decision, and he's out. Abreu, I believe, thought that Robert was going to try for home. He held, listening to his third base coach, the throw was cut off on the way in and redirected to second base, and they got him by a mile and a half. Sox get three, goes down as a single, thrown out trying to advance. One run scored on that play. It's 3-0 White Sox, and we're in the top of the third. And is the family waterproofing solutions third inning. Christian Stewart, the eight-hitter for the Tigers, stands in and takes a ball inside from Gio Gonzalez. That's only his 28th pitch of the game. Stewart's hitting 326. I believe they're using him in a platoon roll. Swings at a low and outside changeup out of the zone, one and one the count. Now a high and tight pitch lifted down the first baseline. It will just get out of play. Abreu can't make a play on it, one and two. The Yankees lead at home against the Rays, 5-0 already. They're in the fifth inning. In the sixth, Toronto leading 3-2 at home over Texas. Swung on and missed the changeup tailing away. Gonzalez gets his second strikeout in the first out of the third inning. Family Waterproofing Solutions wants to help you make things safer and better and drier in your basement. They want to make sure your sump pump's working. They want to make sure you don't have any foundation cracks or they want to fix them. They want to take care of anything that's gone wrong with the foundation and 
they have to level off the sidewalk around your house or or any any of the concrete around there. They can do that. They, they want to make sure that when rain comes, it doesn't come in. They want to make sure seepage isn't ruining your basement. They want to do it at a fair price with great financing, and they want to give some of the proceeds to veterans and first responder organizations. That's all good stuff. One-on-one right now to Yimer Candiero. 205 hitter. Inside fastball, fouled off one and two. He's the nine hitter in the lineup. They want to do all of that, and they'll even do the estimate on the phone, on video, with pictures, however you want to do it. So that you can be safe and secure and feel comfortable in these weird times. And I'm talking about the COVID. Everybody seems to have forgotten about the COVID. I want to forget about the COVID. I want everything to go back to normal. They know everybody's working on their own pace with this thing. And it's understandable, so they're there for you. Details coming up halfway through the inning. 2-2 count. With one out on the top of the third. Inside strike taken. Another K for Gonzalez. This one a backwards one. Third strike out of the game. Second one of the inning. Back to the top of the order with two outs here in the top of the third. Victor Reyes. One for one with a single in the first inning. He's got seven homers to go with his 314 average and 25 RBIs. Takes a strike down the middle. 0-1 the count. Gio has been going deeper in the games. That's a good thing. The whip is low. The ERA is low. The strikeouts are high. The wins are seven. The losses are zero. He is the surprising pickup. And also, when we were thinking, do you send him to the bullpen? We talked about that like a month and a half ago when Kopech comes up. That would have been a bad decision. Fly out in the shallow center field underneath it. Robert, the one-handed catch. He's styling out there. Three up, three down. Midway through the third, Sox lead this game 3-0. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the Sox side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at familybasementwaterproofing.com. Yasmani Grandal is 0 for 1 in this game. He struck out looking and was disgusted about it, and it was a low pitch. After that, though, his team in the next inning scored three runs. We lead 3-0. Michael Fulmer just threw his 50th pitch for ball one. Now a swinging strike, one and one the count. Sacks on a six-game winning streak have won eight of their last ten after coming out of their worst stretch of the season right before that. 2-1 pitch hits the outside corner, 2-2. Two and two, And I'm going to tell you right now, Grandal is sitting there with Valentine, the umpire, catching every half inning and he was upset about the calls last time and now he's taking his time getting back in the box he's disgusted 
He does not believe he's getting those same calls behind the plate. I don't know if it's true or not, but he's animated, at least in not getting into the box right away. Now he fouls off a slider. Pell remains even. Fulmer into the wind again. Swung on and lifted out down the left field line. If it's fair, it's going to be extra bases. It is. Rattles around the corners. They had a shift on. He goes opposite field and is standing at second base as it comes in to third. He's standing at second going, up. Oh, two's good for me. Tenth double of the season for Yasmani. To go along with the 17 home runs, what a pickup, what a find. What a start to this team coming out of the rebuild. Sox had the leadoff man on for the third straight inning. And a swing and a miss by Jimenez, who struck out in the first inning with two on. 0-1 the count. Averages dip below 260. 259 right now for the five-hitter in this Sox lineup. I think White Sox fans were expecting a bigger explosion from him. And early in the season, he had six home runs over his first seven games. Now sitting at 14 homers. He slowed down. The average had dipped terribly. He came back hitting the ball, going for base hits, not necessarily going for power. You have to wonder if he's trying to change something here, and that's why now he's not getting the hits as well. Two and one the count to Jimenez. No outs, bomb in the third. Grandal on second, not very fast. Michael Fulmer started this game for the Tigers. I don't know how long he's going to go. This is his 59th pitch here with no outs in the third. Swung on and missed. Over the top of the bat, a two-seamer. Barely in the zone, two and two the count. Atlanta now leading Philadelphia, 2-1 in the third inning in the ATL. Oh, that's a terrible call. Another low pitch, well out of the zone. Call the strike, and it's a strike three. We've seen it now twice. I take back everything I said about Rusty Valentine in the strike zone, because that's brutal. That pitch is way too low. The same kind of out that Grandal had happened to him in the first inning. A pitch clearly out of the zone called a strike. There's one gone. Now Encarnacion fouls off the first pitch. Owen won the count with one out in the bottom of the third. You know, you see the little strike box, and I know you're like, well, you know, Chris, you don't know how accurate that is. In a simulation, it's pretty darn accurate. One and one the count now. But I guess we even simulate bad umpiring. Hawk Harrelson would hate this. He'd be losing it. Yelling at a TV screen. Daggummit. Swung on and missed a slider. Encarnacion goes down swinging. Two outs here in the bottom of the third. Fifth strikeout for Fulmer. Two of them are bogus. I'm saying that out loud. Who's going to stop me? Adam Engel's going to come up now. we got the leadoff man on. He's still standing at second base where he put himself with a double. Two outs, bottom of the third. Sox are up 3-0. The pitch from Fulmer. A strike down the middle, a two-seamer and 97 miles an hour. No swing on that one. 0-1 the count. Now Angle swings and misses at a slider. In the zone and away. Right over the top of it. He's 0-2. He went 0-2 right away last time. Struck out on three pitches. Inside pitch misses, 1-2. Adam has performed very well in right field. At the seventh spot, I don't know if he lasts there forever, although he rips this one now deep out in the left field. Tailing back to the wall and gone. Adam Angle with a two-run home run is sixth of the season, 408 feet out in the left center field. Two rows back, 
out of here at 106.1 miles per hour. The fireworks go off. The Sox lead 5-0. Tigers fans that made the trip are disgusted. Rondal meets him at the plate. High fives all around. Mendick walks up to the plate. He had one last night, a two-run home run. Looked very similar. Big deep fly directly in the left center in the gap. Clears the wall. Danny Mendick walked in the second and scored. Outside two, Seymour called the ball 1-0. When Mendick was playing every day, it was almost like he'd wear out very quickly, and it was hurting him. When he gets a couple days off and comes in and plays two or three in a row, we're seeing very good production out of him. Again, though, it begs the question, if Yomer Sanchez wasn't going to come back the next year, at the arbitration number we all knew was the arbitration number in the middle of July, why wasn't Danny Mendick playing in September more? Two on count, the pitch on the way. Inside, hit him in the shoulder, he goes down, and that's questionable when you're getting rocked 5 nothing. He came way in on him, and then just turned around and walked away after he hit him. Mendick's down to first. Nick Mandrigal comes up. He's got an RBI single. Little conversation with him and the catcher. Now, Valentine comes up and tells him to break it up a little bit. Mads is a tiny guy. He's not going to push it any further. Two outs here in the bottom of the third. Runner on first. And Mendick. Pitch down the middle. Goes for a strike. 0-1 the count. Sox have been hit a lot more lately. And that seems to happen when you're a good team. You frustrate people. There goes Mendick. He's going for second. Stolen base attempt is good. He's safe well in front of the tag. That must have been a, we're up 5-0 and I'm going to rub it in that I'm on base. You want to hit me, I'm taking two. Good for him. Pop-up slide down there at second. He stares right in at Fulmer. 0-2 count, though, now to Madrigal. Two-ounce bomb in the third. The pitch on the way. Outside, misses on a slider. One and two. 26 pitches. This inning alone for Fulmer. 75 in the game. He's still not out of the third. High and outside. Two and two. The count is even. Mendick with a solid lead. Fulmer looks back at him. Back in at the plate. Inside pitch misses. Three and two. The count is full with Anderson on deck. The payoff pitch. Swung on and sent over to third. Underneath the glove. It gets through. Here comes Mendick around. He's going to score. And the White Sox lead six to nothing. And that'll teach you to hit Danny Mendick. He steals second and comes around on a single down the line. And you just went down another run. That'll hurt your ERA. And that's it for Fulmer. Sox get him back the right way. He does not get out of the third inning. He just tosses the ball to his manager and walks off the mound in shame. Few fans up yelling at him. I don't think he cares right now. I think he's numb. Kyle Funkhauser is coming in. 27 appearances, 64 and two-thirds innings. Two and two record. 4.87 ERA. Righty's hitting 211 against him. Lefty's hitting 240. Not too bad for a long reliever. He'll take over with two outs in the bottom of the third inning. And he'll get Tim Anderson for his third at bat. He's one for one with a sack fly RBI. And the first pitch is sent out to center field. Can of corn and the inning is over. So Funkhauser comes in and goes, this is easy. I don't know what Fulmer's problem was. Meanwhile, Adam Angle goes yard. 
Danny Mendick adds on a run basically on his own with the help of Nick Madrigal. And after three, six nothing sacks. Harold Castro's 0 for 1 with a ground out in the first inning. 327 average and 813 OPS for this kid. Top of the fourth, Sox leading by a half dozen. And a shutout so far by Gonzalez through the first three. Ground ball over to short. Dropped by Anderson. He'll try to get it over to first, but he can't. That's an error on T.A. Hit him right in the glove and bounced out. E6. He's been very solid over there lately, but that's a clear-cut mistake. Brain fart. Hits him right in the heel of the glove and pops out in front of him. And he had no chance after that, even though he tried to make a throw over. Cabrera's 0-for-1 with a pop-out in the first inning. There's a runner on first. Gonzalez, the lefty, checks him and goes to the righty Cabrera with the first pitch of the at-bat. Swung on and lifted out in the left field. It will drop in for a base hit, so... Quickly, the Tigers have two on. Behind the error by Anderson and the first pitch single in the left by Miggy. And here's Jonathan Shoup. 0 for 1 as Gio Gonzalez needed only 42 pitches through the first three innings. But two pitches and two are on here in the fourth. Inside fastball called the strike, 0 and 1 the count. 91 miles an hour that one came in. Tampa Bay is unloaded on the Yankees. Remember we said... Yankees were leading 5-0 in New York. The Rays put up 10 runs in the sixth inning and lead 10-5 now. Ouch! 1-1 one one the count to Shoup. High pitch misses, 2-1. Sachs got three in the second inning and three in the third. Adam Engel has a two-run home run. The 2-1 pitch, low and inside, a changeup, 3-1 now. Cameron Maben stands on deck. He popped out to the catcher on the first pitch his first time up. No outs here on the top of the fourth, and runners on first and second. First trouble that Gio has had all day long. It's not entirely his fault. Foul ball into the camera well down the third base line. The count is full now to Shoup. The righty awaits the pitch from Gonzalez. Here it comes. Inside pitch fouled off, 3-2, the count remains. Rondal puts down the sign, set up right up the middle. A high fastball just out of the zone. Yasmani held the glove there for a while. He wanted the call instead. After the error, a single and a walk. And the bases are loaded with no outs here on the top of the fourth inning. Sox have a six-run cushion. But Gio Gonzalez having trouble here on the top of the fourth inning. Cameron Maben comes up, 279 average, an 875 OPS. Popped out to the catcher on one pitch. First time up. 0 for 1 in this game. He's the five hitter on this Detroit Tigers team. He takes a long time getting into the batter's box. Now he's in. Gonzalez checks everybody. And now delivers. Low changeup misses 1-0 the count. Gio's got some trouble here. When the bases are loaded and you got to run, you take the outs any way you can get them. And if one or two guys get in, you accept that. You can't let it turn into a five-run inning, though. The pitch. Outside corner, 12-6 curveball thrown for a strike. One and one the count. Gio, a veteran. He'll take whatever pitches he needs to try to get this out. Line drive to Abreu. 
Does he get him at first base trying to lean back? He got him. Double play. Abreu makes the catch and dives to first base and caught the foot of the runner trying to get back on the line out. Thank you very much. Two outs here in the top of the fourth. And now an inside two seamer goes for a ball to Kron. 1-0 the count. He had a deep hit into the gap last time up for a double. Hardest hit ball of the game for the Tigers so far. Swung on and missed the changeup low and away, 1-1. One one. Two outs now quickly here at the top of the fourth. Runners on second and third. Nobody across yet for the Tigers as Gonzalez tries to escape an inning. Inside pitch down the third baseline, fair ball right over the bag. It's going to score two. Kron trying for a second double of the game. Jimenez in the second, and they will get him. Aloy throws him out, but both runs had scored already. The play ends at second base, but Kron knocked in two before he was tagged out. Midway through the fourth, it's now 6-2 to White Sox. Luis Roberts going to lead it off. One for one with a single in the second inning. Average up to 219 in the first pitch down the middle is a slider. Call for a strike. Owen won the count. Bomb in the fourth inning. Sox lead 6-2. After a double down the line by Kron. Sox looked like they might get lucky and get out of that inning after the bases were loaded on an error. A single and a walk. They get the line out double play. And then a hit down the line that nobody could have gotten. It was perfectly placed over the third base bag. Into the corner and Jimenez makes that throw all the way from the corner to second base on the fly and throws out Kron trying to get the double. Two and one to Robert now. Swung on and missed underneath a four-seamer that was high at the letters. Two and two, the count is even. Robert with a walk and a hit. An outside pitch misses, count is full. The patience that is coming around for this young man is a good thing. The home runs that we saw in the minors, I think, will come eventually after he gets more patient. And we're starting to see the payoff from that patience with his at-bats. This one sent right back up the middle. That is a base hit in the center field over the head of the second baseman. Who ran back into the outfield trying to get it as it looped over his head. Roberts two for two. He went two for five yesterday in the leadoff spot. Two for two with a walk on top of it in the two spot today for the Sox. A pitch out immediately. He's not going. 1-0 to Abreu. He doesn't automatically go every time. Abreu with 11 home runs and 43 RBIs and the average up to 270 is capable of knocking him around the base paths. Strike down the middle now. 1-1 to count. The Mets lead Washington 5-3 in D.C. Pirates have tied it up with St. Louis 5-5 in the 7th. Inside fastball goes for a strike take and 1-2 and the count to Abreu. No outs in the bottom of the 4th inning. Got the middle of the order coming up here with Luis Robert on first and a 4-run lead. The pitch on the way. Outside misses 2-2. Two and two. The concern over Robert is taking time. Now a low inside changeup, 3-2 and two the count. You can imagine he's probably going. He might think about it at least. As they're going to try to throw a strike here. You could see a walk. And he also knows he can beat him to second base. Count is full. The pitch, there he goes. Swung on and foul back. He'll go back to first base. Count remains full. With Robert on first. No outs, bomb in the fourth inning. He doesn't go this time. Down the middle, swung on and missed. 
curveball, the bottom of it dropped out on Abreu, goes over the top of it. Funkhauser has a strikeout. His first of the game. And there's one gone. Yasmani Grandal will now come to the plate. The lefties, one for two with a double and a run scored. He's a switch hitter, but he's batting lefty right now. A pitch out right away on Robert. He doesn't go. So they're very concerned about Robert. Leads the majors in stolen bases by a bunch. Him running and him running successfully has been such a big help to this White Sox team in the offense. Even when he's unable to get the hits early on in the season as that's a strike at the knees, one and one. He played great defense and he ran very well and helped the Sox win several games even though he wasn't doing well with the bat. Now the bat's coming around. Inside pitch fouled off down the third base line. It is not getting out of play. There's two gone. Sox hit the leadoff man on in all four innings. They've capitalized in two of those innings. And Aloya Menes comes up 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. He is struggling right now, maybe due for a day off. They've pitched out on the first pitch, the last two batters. Here we go. Outside pitch, but it's a ball. It was not a pitch out. 1-0 the count. They're focusing more on the batter at this point than Robert with two outs. Next offering, high misses, 2-0 the count. Robert with a lead. Still holding. Swung on and sent down the third baseline. Foul ball, 2-1. Two, two outs, bottom of the fourth. 6-2 White Sox, 2-1 count to Aloya Menez. And Luis Robert takes off for second. Swung on and missed. Down the second base, he is safe under the tag. Robert with another stolen base, two tonight. They watched him the whole inning. He eventually got there. He does it with ease. That was a lot closer than the first time, but he still got in there with a lot of time in terms of stolen bases. Probably about a second before that ball got there. 2-2 count. Jimenez rips one in the left field. That's a base hit. Here comes Robert around third. He's going to head for home. They will not throw home. They go to second. Jimenez wisely holds it first with a single. 7-2 White Sox. A two-out single and an RBI for Jimenez. On the ground between the shortstop and third baseman. In the left field, Robert comes around and scores. Speed kills with this White Sox team. And Luis Robert. Now Encarnacion comes up with a strikeout. And a curveball hits the zone for strike one. He also reached on an error. 265 average now with 15 home runs. Jimenez with a moderate lead. He's really not a threat to go. Swinging strike on the outside corner. He reached for it. 0-2. Yet another inning where the White Sox batters have made the pitcher work. 23 pitches in this inning for Funkhauser. They burned through the starter, Fulmer, who threw around 80 pitches and only got through two and two-thirds innings and left after giving up six runs. An outside slider misses one and two. That's the same pitch he swung at before. Try to get him to go again. Seven, two sacks, two outs, Bob at a fourth. The pitch. Swung on and missed away with a curveball. He kept going for the low and outside pitch. He eventually went for it one time too many, and he goes down swinging. We're through four. It's seven, two White Sox on a beautiful night. Friday night in Chicago. Austin Romine, the catcher, is 0 for 1. He steps in and takes a pitch on the outside corner for a ball, 1-0 the count. 
Top of the fifth inning, it's the DP3 Tech fifth inning. Spoke with the folks over at DP3 Tech just today. That's a swinging strike. You know what they told me? Last couple of weeks, gangbusters over there. People are discovering that their company can very easily migrate their systems over, set up one touch, get people on the screen, get people on the line, show things on the screen, make your workplace mobile, but also be able to work with the systems you have at the workplace if some people are there and some people are not. They use the cloud, they partner with Microsoft, and it is going excellent for them over there. I want to thank Sox in the Basement listeners who've been paying attention. If you haven't tried it out yet or impressed the boss yet, details coming up midway through the fifth inning. Is this a ground ball up the middle for a base hit? Romine is on as the leadoff hitter here in the top of the fifth inning for the Tigers. Romine's got to be frustrated. He's trying to get Luis Robert, and he can't. So he strikes back with the bat. Tigers don't think this game is over, trust me. We may have jumped out to a 6-0 lead and leave 7-2 right now. They are swinging the bat. Christian Stewart takes a changeup down the middle for a strike. 0-1 the count. There's a lot of pretty good averages on this team. They've got some good batting averages floating around. they got some pop in the bat. It's the defense, it's the consistency, and it's the pitching. That's what they need. Fly ball over to second, tracked down by Madrigal before it gets into the outfield. That was a, a light line drive, not a really hard hit one. A looper. Candelario comes up. He's 0 for 1, the 9 hitter, the righty. There's one gone. He fouls off a changeup down the first baseline, 0-1. Candelario is right around the Mendoza line with his batting average. An outside changeup misses, 1-1. After the Pirates tied it up with St. Louis right away, the Cards came back in the top of the eighth and lead 6-5 now in PNC Park. Ground ball down the first baseline, foul, 1-2. Gonzalez up to 68 pitches now. With one out here in the fifth and a runner on first. The pitch. Sent down the first baseline foul again. Count remains one and two. Cincinnati still beating the Cubs 4-1 in Cincy. Outside pitch fouled off. Again one and two. The Phillies have tied it up with Atlanta and the ATL. They're three apiece right now. And a high pitch goes for ball two. Count is even at two. Baseball in full swing here at Sacks in the basement. Unfortunately, that's the only place that's in full swing. And I'm going to tell you, I get more and more negative about this the more I read. Fly ball down the first baseline, hooking foul before Engel can get there. Count remains even. Talked with my dad today. Said he talked with his ticket agent over at the White Sox. It's an outside 12-6 curveball. Misses 3-2 and two now the count. And told him, that if they're not going to play, he might take the refund instead of applying it to next year. Because it's going to be pretty bitter if the owners can't work with the players and vice versa. I mean, that's old man yelling at a cloud right there, but I'm sure there's other people that think that way. Ground ball to Anderson, over to Madrigal, back over to first base, squeezed by Encarnacion. A brilliant play at second by Nick Madrigal getting taken out and still making that throw. He's head over heels. And we're through the midway point in the fifth. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room. 
and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450, or email info at dp3tech.com. Adam Angle got taken out on that double play. He had no time when that ball got there. Ball got there just before the runner. Sliding straight in, he went through the bag. Angle throws it and releases it while he's in the air tumbling. And a perfect strike without a bounce into Encarnacion's glove for the double play. Wizardry out there. He looks okay. Meanwhile, Kyle Funkhauser is back out there for the Tigers. And he has Adam Angle one and one here leading off the bomb of the fifth inning. Angle's one for two with a two-run jack, and he lifts this one deep out in the center field. Are you kidding me? Back to the wall, it'll be caught. Mabin was leaning against the wall as he caught it. 400 feet he hit that one. Unfortunately, that's the distance to the wall. Danny Mendick was hit by a pitch in the third, came around and scored. He's hitting 261. With one out here in the bottom of the fifth and nobody on, he takes a four-seamer low and away for strike one. Owen won the count. Next pitch down the middle, a slider. Owen, two. Now a chopper over to third. It's going to be tough play, but they're going to get Mendick by about a step. Two outs, bottom of the fifth inning. Mandigal's two for two. He's been hitting Tiger pitching. The two rookies really enjoy the Tigers. I want to see them more. An outside four seamer hits the plate. Owen won the count. Mads and Robert are doing very well, and I keep saying two rookies. Mendick's a rookie as well. All three of them. You see the growth as the season is taking place here. Ground ball over to first, bobbled by Cabrera. Foot race now to first. And Mendick almost beat Miggy to the bag on what should have been an easy three unassisted. He never gave up. Meanwhile, Sox do go one, two, three in the fifth. We go to the top of the sixth, leading seven to two. Victor Reyes is up for the third time. He's one for two in this game. Gio Gonzalez. Starts the top of the sixth inning on 74 pitches. He's given up two runs. And a high inside four-seam fastball goes for a ball, 1-0 the count. Nobody's stirring in the Sox bullpen. There's no need with a five-run lead. And one of the better pitchers in baseball up to this point. That's fouled off to the backstop, 1-1. One one. Next offering, swung on and missed. He went underneath at 1-2. Back to what I was talking about earlier, about the players and the owners. Let me get the gist of this here. Correct me if I'm wrong. As Gonzalez gives up a hit. No, Mendick dives in front of it and knocks it down. That was easily going in the left field. That's a clear base hit. They rule it a base hit. Mendick got the end of the glove on it and pushed it towards short to stop it from rolling into the outfield, but well out of his reach. That was a heck of an effort. That's a base hit, and Castro comes up 0 for 2. Inside fastball, misses 1-0 the count. Pretty good speed on first right now. Let me get let me get this right. So the owners want halfway through the season, but they're being stubborn because they want to take more money away from the players. They say that a clause in March meant something different than what the players say it meant. Players say, no, you got to pay us, and we want more games, and we want to play later in the season. So their counter was to basically ignore the owners. 
So now the owners are ignoring the players. They're not countering that offer. They want them to work on the offer they gave them first. Or they'll just start the season and play a 40 or 50 game season and force them to play because they say they're allowed to do that, which the players aren't sure is true or not. Swung on and missed. That's an out. So these babies, and, and you know, I side more on the player side this time around. But honestly, it doesn't seem like anybody wants to actually play the games unless it's 100% on their terms. And we, the fans, are getting beat up on. Every other sport is figuring it out, but Major League Baseball isn't. And I fear that these people are going to kill the game I love. I don't want to simulate a whole season, gang. I don't. It's, it, it's time-consuming, first of all, but, you know, I, I want to get back talking about the real guys. Uh, and, and I would jump for joy if they could figure something out here. 1-0 pitch hits the outside corner against Miggy. 1-1 the count. One out here in the top of the sixth inning. I don't know if I even described the last out. I was on my high horse. If I didn't, I don't know. He was out. Like when you were a kid and you were too busy looking at uh, something else and you were keeping score and you look up and you ask your dad, like, what happened to that guy? And he goes, well, I don't know. He was out. I was too busy drinking my beer and talking to the guy next to me. And now your perfect scorecard is ruined because you got to work. You got to write O-U-T into a box. I've been there. I've done that. You're going to have to do that on that one. If I didn't describe it, I don't remember. Two and two the count to Miguel Cabrera. Inside pitch, jam shot in the center field. Coming out is Robert. He will not get to it. He now throws in the second base, and he almost gets him. Runner wasn't sure if Robert was going to get there. It was hung up. Robert came up throwing quickly and almost gets him at second base for the force out. Instead, there's two on and one out here in the top of the sixth inning, and Jonathan Shoup is up. 0 for 1 with a walk in the fourth. Fouls off a four-seamer down the third base line. 0 and 1 the count. Sacks lead 7 to 2. 89 pitches so far for Gonzalez with one out in the sixth. The pitch. Low and away. Misses out a four-seamer. 1 and 1 the count. Looking back again. The 1-1 pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled off down the first base line. 1 and 2. Gonzalez focusing on the batter. The pitch. Swung on and popped up. Abreu running back will make the catch. A step into the grass over his shoulder. Nice play by him. Two outs. Top of the sixth inning. And Cameron Maben comes up 0 for 2. Runners on first and second. Sacks with a five-run lead. Swung on and missed on a changeup low out of the zone. 0 and 1 the count. Maben was a first-round pick all the way back in the year that the White Sox won the World Series 2005. So here's a draft pick from that year. Think about how long ago that was, standing up here at the plate. A first-round draft pick, and the draft happening this week in Major League Baseball. We're going to talk about it once we have everything sitting in front of us. 2-1 and one the count now. Gonzalez, the lefty, delivers to the righty. Swung on and chopped in front of the pitcher. Gio barehands it. Over to first. Through six, he's given up two. He's given his team a five-run lead, and they lead seven to two over the Tigers. Bottom of the sixth inning, Tim Anderson to the plate. 335 batting average. Kyle Funkhauser remains on the mound, 34 pitches in to his middle relief appearance, and a four-seamer below the knees called the strike. The strike zone is lower 
in this game than we normally see it. Sox batters have adjusted well. This one's off the leg of Funkhauser, and it'll be a base hit as Miguel Cabrera ran for it. Ill-advised, because he and Shoop are standing there, and nobody's at first base. Now they're going to come out and check on the pitcher. He's walking around the mound. They're looking at his leg. He's shaking it. He's going to wave them back into the dugout now. And he wants to keep going. Luis Roberts, two for two. Two singles and a run scored in this game. He also has two stolen bases. TA's got one. He's on first. They've been all over Austin Romine right now trying to run. And you know he's aware of it. No outs in the bottom of the six. The pitch on the way, high and outside, taken for a ball. The outside corner is smaller in this game as well. So it's like a trapezoid of a strike zone. Robert benefits from that one. Funkhauser, meanwhile, is completely confused. 1-0 the count, no outs in the bottom of the sixth inning. Cleveland leading in Kansas City 5-1. Minnesota leading 6-1 in the sixth inning of their game against the Angels. As a strike goes down the middle, 1-1 one one on the fastball. Anderson with a lead. Inside pitch, misses at the knees, 2-1 the count. Robert has been so patient. T.A. or the White Sox may want to let him just stand up there and work this count without distraction, especially because he draws walks. He's 3-1 here in the catbird seat. Already 2-2 two for two on the day with a walk. And we're only in the bottom of the sixth. The kid is having a nice game. He likes to play against AL Central teams. That's been obvious. That's a good thing for us. Inside pitch misses. He walks him. So now you got runners on first and second. They both have speed. There's no outs. The bottom of the sixth inning. And the Sox are looking for more runs than they already have. 7-2 as Jose Abreu comes to the plate. One for three with a single and an RBI. Still stuck on 11 home runs. I'd love to see him get out of that. The pitch on the way. Misses on the outside corner. I'm going to tell you right now, that entire ball was inside the strike zone. There is a very strange strike zone going on right now. Outside corner, you got to be more than perfect. But you can be low and get the strike. Lifted out in the right field. It's tailing towards the corner. It'll be caught at the corner, and Anderson is going to go for third. He will get there without a throw from the relay man. First and third, the runner advances. On the Abreu fly out, there's one out here in the bottom of the sixth. And guess what just opened up for Luis Roberts, second base did. As Grandal comes to the plate with one out. Five-run lead for the White Sox. They're trying to tack on a few more. Here's Grandal, one for three with a double. And a slider away is called a strike. Outside corner, I would say, for right-handed batters. For lefties, the strike zone seems pretty good. Something is confusing Rusty Valentine, the uh, umpire, behind the plate today. He's got, like, double vision. A high pitch, nowhere near the zone, goes for a strike two. So it's a guess. It's anybody's guess at this point what's a strike and what's a ball. Anybody's guess. Sometimes it's good for you, sometimes it's bad. You have no idea. He's just making calls. His umpire rating is going to be the absolute worst possible on balls and strikes tonight. An outside pitch called the ball, thankfully. One and two the count. One out, bottom of the sixth. Anderson on third, Robert on first. Rodal at the plate, Robert goes. 
outside pitch call the ball. He's safe on a high throw. T.A. could have gone home on that one. Almost pulled him off the bag, but you never know how the throw's going to go there. Another stolen base for Robert tonight. He's just racking him up on Romine. He's going to have nightmares about him. 2-2 pitch down to Grandal. High and away, 3-2 and two to count is full with first base open. And Jimenez on deck. Funkhauser's like, what are you kidding me? I came in here with a six-run deficit. I've only given up one. I've pitched almost 50 pitches here. And you're not even warming up the bullpen, it seems like. Outside pitch misses. He walked him. That pitch was in the exact same spot as a strike earlier in the count. Again, it is roll the dice up there. It was a ball. And Aloy Jimenez comes up, one for three with a single and an RBI. Hitting 261 currently after that single. Slugging over 500. He's got one out here and the base is loaded. This first pitch will be Funkhauser's 49th, I'm sorry, 50th pitch. And I want him to just go for it and hope it's dead red and knock this sucker out of here. It is right down the middle and he holds off on it, taking a four-seamer for strike one. Sometimes you just want to rip at it. This team can be sometimes too patient, but it's hard to argue with the results. New batting coach has them taking a lot of pitches. Rondal's on first, Roberts on second, Anderson's on third. There's one out. It's the bottom of the sixth inning and a 1-1 count to Aloy Jimenez, the five-hitter. Encarnacion stands on deck. 7-2 White Sox, the pitch on the way. Outside pitch misses, 2-1 the count. Funkhauser taking a lot of time between pitches like he's trying to indicate like, hey, maybe I'm getting tired out here. Tigers don't seem to care. Let's take advantage of it. Here comes the pitch. Inside pitch fouled off. He almost got good wood on it. Just missed that one. Two and two to count as even. Jimenez has two strikeouts in the single in this game. Swings and fouls off that one down the first baseline. Got a piece of it. Low and outside. Count remains even. Two and two. Now one down the middle. Chopped down the third baseline. Just foul. Could have been a double play ball if he steps on third and goes to the first. Count still even at two. Pitch on the way. Misses low on a curveball. Count is full. So full count. Bases loaded. One out. Already up by five. Aloy Jimenez at the plate. Kyle Funkhauser, the middle reliever for his 57th pitch. Swung on and belted deep down the third baseline. Hooking foul. People got up for a second there. Will reset. Straighten it out, Aloy. The payoff pitch. Chopped over towards short. Slow roller. They'll try to do the double play. Over to first. They'll get him. The Tigers escape on the 6-4-3 double play with the bases loaded. Sox still lead 7-2. Through six, we're heading to the top of the seventh. Frustrating finish there and probably a frustrating day at the play for Jimenez. He does have the RBI single, but two strikeouts and he hits into a double play with one out and the base is loaded. C.J. Cron, he's two for two. Has a double and then has a single where he was thrown out trying to go to second when he drove in runs. He's got two RBI in this game and a changeup low from Gonzalez. Goes for ball one. Gonzalez starting this inning off, but there is activity in the bullpen in case he gets into trouble. Ground ball up the middle. We got a guy there. Now it's bobbled. Mandrigal recovers and gets him at first base. 
He was playing a shift directly behind the bag. Went off his glove. We've seen that happen now three times. Once to Mendick. Once to Madrigal. Once to Anderson. Anderson got the error. Mendix was a base hit. Madrigal was luckily able to get his guy. I think that would have been an error otherwise. Ground ball now to third in the glove of Mendick. He sends it over. And an easy 5-3 put out. No adventure there. Two gone. So Gio has two gone here in the top of the seventh. And nobody on for Christian Stewart. The lefty is 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a lineout. Gonzalez on 99 pitches. We've seen him go 120, though. Strike right down the middle to Seamer, 0-1 the count. Sox have a day off on Monday. So if you're pitching this weekend, you know you're actually getting a bonus day off in the five-man rotation. Ball misses high, 1-1. Two outs, top of the seventh. Gio Gonzalez is 7-0. He looks like he's on his way to 8-0. He's already got the quality start here today. And an outside four seamer misses two and one the count. He goes quickly into the line. Grandal down on one knee. Outside pitch, a strike to seamer. Two and two, nicely framed right on the corner. Gonzalez toes the rubber and delivers. Swung on and chopped over to second. Knocked down by Anderson, who was on a shift. He dove in front of Mandrigal and then bobbles the ball getting up. They're going to call it a base hit. It's borderline. Because not only does he dive in front of Mandrigal, who was set up to make the play, but because he's on a shift, he gets over-anxious. He then, as he gets up, picks up the ball to throw it, and it falls out of his bare hand. They're going to give a base hit on it because he had to dive to get to it, but I still think he had plenty of time to make that throw if he doesn't muff the exchange. 0 for 2 with a strikeout on the ground out. I've had people send me messages like, how many errors does Anderson have? Because they get frustrated when they hear those kind of things. Technically, he does not have as many as he had last year at this point. And he's actually played a pretty good defense. But he's lacking. He's lacking in range. Even in the simulation, you can see it. If he has to go behind Moncada, there's like a 1 in 10 chance he's going to be able to not only field the ball, but get the throw over without throwing it over somebody's head or bouncing it in. He just doesn't have that skill. And I don't know if that's something that can be taught. 2-1 and one now to Candiero, or Candelero, who's 0 for 2. They're going to call a ball on a pitch in which the entire circle was inside of the square on the outside corner at the waist. You can't make this up tonight. Luckily, we're the team winning. 3-1 pitch on the way, fouled off, count is full. Luckily, we're the team winning. Because if we're losing 7-2 in Anseapodin, you're pulling your hair out right now. Full count pitch. Misses outside. That was outside. Although Gio, Gio's now talking to the umpire, and he's got, he's got a few words to say about the last few pitches that have been called wrong. Valentine's talking back to him, and Renteria's going to come out and at least talk with his pitcher, I think just to settle him down, because he's a little annoyed. He's got two on here. He's trying to finish out this inning. He's been pitching very well, and he's not being treated very well by the home plate umpire, but he hasn't done well with either pitcher or, or Funkhauser. All three pitchers. It's been a weird strike zone that changes pitch by pitch. The bullpen is ready out there. Renteria is probably giving him one more batter. He's up to 110 pitches, but he has gone long in many games this year, and he likes to complete his innings. The pitch on the way. Inside misses on a two-seam fastball, 1-0 the count. Runners on first and second with two outs here in the top of the seventh. 
five-run lead for the White Sox. Gonzalez gets him to fly out into left field. Jimenez camps underneath it in shallow left. Will make the catch. He goes seven innings. Only lets two cross. 111 pitches. I'm sure he's done for the night. And the White Sox lead 7-2 midway through the seventh. Jordan Zimmerman, the pitcher coming in. 24 games, 60 in the third innings. 3.73 ERA. Righty's hitting 260 against him. Lefty's hitting 246. And Encarnacion, the first baseman, comes up. 15 homers, 34 RBIs. He's 0 for 3 with a couple of strikeouts. Reached on an error. First pitch from the righty. Lifted out to right field. That's going to be a can of corn put away immediately. One pitch, one out here in the bottom of the seventh inning. Adam Engel stands out there in the batter's box. The righty takes a curveball down the middle. 0-1 the count. 7-2 ball game. Sox got three in the second, three in the third. Tacked on another run. Tigers got two in an inning where they had the bases loaded and no outs. A double play where nobody scored on a crazy line out to first base. Encarnacion squeezes the ball. I think during the call I yelled at Brayu. I always confuse which guy's DHing and which guy's at first. I'm sorry. A little harder. The game moves quick in these simulations. Sometimes it's tough to tell the difference. Two and two the count as that one bounces away to angle. And Encarnacion got the base runner trying to dive back to first after he made the play. Three two count now. I'm going to have to, like, start putting a sticker up on the TV. Like, Edwin's playing first. It's the one thing I always screw up. Whenever he's playing first, I say Abreu about six times during plays. He must confuse the heck out of everybody, and I'm sorry. Angle takes a walk. He's down to first. Danny Mendick's 0 for 1 and coming to the plate. He's also got a walk. He was hit by a pitch. He stole a base, and he scored. He's getting it done the Danny Mendick way. Low outside slider goes for a strike. Why not? It was close enough. With one out here in the bottom of the seventh inning. It's a final in Washington. The Mets win 9-3 over the Nationals. They don't look good. After winning the World Series, a 12-6 curveball completely in the zone, over the plate, and at the waist is called the ball. So, again, I don't know what's going on. Luckily, we're winning. The next pitch on the way. Swung on and missed the two-seamer, one and two. Sox look like they have Kelvin Herrera ready to come in with the five-run lead in the weird strike zone. They're like, what the heck? He might be great. Fouled off. Count remains one and two. Basically, if it's close, swing at it at this point. Valentine got to go home. That's the plan here. This one's popped up. Underneath it, the play will be made in center field. Two gone. Runner remains at first base. Nick Madrigal's two for three with two singles, two RBIs, and a run scored. And he stands in with two outs here in the bottom of the seventh, and Adam Angle with good speed on first. Angle in motion, ripped down the third base line, off the glove. Everybody's going to be safe here. Mads with a base hit, they're going to call it. It was hard hit over the bag and knocked down. Tim Anderson comes up two for three, and now he's got two men on and two outs. And a low inside pitch. Nowhere near the zone. It's called a strike. Anderson shakes his head. It's probably a joke right now in the dugout. You see what he's calling? Ah, be quiet. We're winning. That's probably what it feels like right now. Mandrigal on first. Angle on second. The pitch on the way. Both guys running. The ball gets away, though, and they're both safe. 
It looked like a hit and run because Anderson offered that one that was low and away, trying to put it in the play. The second stolen base for Madrigal and for Engel. Sox have something like eight of them in this game. Ground ball off the middle, snatched out of the air by the pitcher. That looked like it was a single right away, and Zimmerman just sticks his hand out and luckily snow cones it over the first, and the inning is over. It has been a weird night tonight. Is it a full moon on a Friday night? Sox lead, though, 7-2. to And Kelvin Herrera is coming in here in the top of the eighth inning. 23 games, 26 and two-thirds innings pitch, 6.41 ERA. 24 strikeouts to nine walks, and righty's hitting 159 against him, but lefties are hitting 365 against him. A left-handed batter destroys Kelvin Herrera this year. That's his big problem. And Ricky Renteria sending him up against the lefty, Harold Castro, to start off this inning. A nice game by Gio Gonzalez as this one is low and inside called the ball, shockingly. 22,593 in attendance as the count is 1-0. Good Friday night crowd, but I would imagine at this point in the season, this place should be sold out. With this team winning, if this is what it was, if this is what the crowd would be, even for Detroit, I'd be disappointed. It's a good ball club. And this place should be rocking on the weekends. And I'm telling you right now, when I can finally walk back into the rate, I'm going to get there as many times as humanly possible. One, two, the count. Swung on and sent back up the middle. That's a base hit. Herrera continues to be batting practice for left-handed batters. And Renteria trying to figure out, is that an anomaly or something we have to deal with for the rest of the season? Can he just not go up against a lefty? He's got the righty Miguel Cabrera up now. Two for three with two singles and a run scored. And a runner on first. And a low inside cut fastball goes for ball one. It's a final in Toronto. The Blue Jays beat the Rangers 5-4. And Milwaukee beat Boston in Boston 3-1 to to start off their series. The 1-0 pitch. Low and away misses 2-0. The pitch from Herrera. High and tight 3-0. As Schuf stands on base. Runner on first and no outs. In the 8th inning, the Twins leading 6-1 still over the Angels. Sox have a 5-run lead here, but Kelvin Herrera... Continues to struggle for this team. And now he misses on the outside corner. That could have been called a strike, but nobody's been getting that call all night long. So he gives up the hit, and now the walk. Shoop comes up 0 for 2 with a walk in the fourth inning. There's nobody out here in the top of the eighth. There's two pitchers going in the White Sox bullpen. And this is the third batter that Herrera has faced, and he throws a high four-seamer that misses. Ciszek and Fry warming up in the bullpen right now. I don't recall when they got up. I don't know if they'll be ready by the time Shoops at bat. It's over. But I would think if Herrera loads the bases here or gives up a single and one of them scores, he'll either be out right away or very shortly thereafter. Shoop, 2-0 in the count. He missed outside again, 3-0. He's got nothing. He might need to be sent down to the minors or released. Kelvin Herrera... He's having a terrible season for the White Sox right now. Struggling mightily. He got the strike on the outside corner. He might be the first pitcher to get that. That might have been a sympathy call. Three and one the count. It's a final in Miami. They beat Seattle five to two. The three-one pitch on the way here with no outs in the top of the eighth. Swung on to center to second base. Mandrigal flips to Anderson over to first. The double play is a struggling pitcher's best friend. Two gone, and the runner advances to third here in the top of the eighth inning. 
And Cameron Maben comes up. He's 0 for 3 with a ground out in the sixth inning. And Herrera, with a shaky inning, gets some help from his friends. And now is a chance to get through this. The pitch. Inside, tight, and call the ball. 1-0 the count. Next pitch. Inside, about the same spot, but call the strike this time. 1-1 the count. I could close my eyes right now. Not even look at the pitch. At least I wouldn't be so surprised by the call. Four-seam fastball in on the hands, fouled off one and two. And Herrera now has a chance to go right after Maben and end this inning without any damage. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. He struck him out. Herrera pumps his fist. Celebrate the small victories when you're trying to figure it out. He gets through the eighth inning without giving up a run. Sox still lead 7-2. Luis Robert. Here in the bottom of the eighth inning, will lead off. He's had a nice game today. Two for two, couple of walks. I want to say he has four stolen bases. He at least has three. I'm going to have to look at it after the game. And he's one and one in the count there after fouling off that four-seam fastball. Sox have taken it to Detroit tonight. Now there's a beach ball on the field. They're going to boot that into the stands. That's the first time we've seen that. White Sox fans getting over-exuberant. That was over in right field. That's what makes it funny. The 108 is using a beach ball, obviously. We're going to have to ask him about that. Beach ball in the field. 108 style. Who brought the beach ball? I would think that's not allowed over there. They got to do some regulating. 2-1 the count now to Robert. Carson Fulmer warms in the pen. Outside fastball goes for ball three. Should have been a strike. Sox benefit from that. Robert's got a 3-1 count here against Jordan Zimmerman. Back in for another inning. The pitch on the way. Swung on and sent down the first baseline. Get down fair. It will not. Count is full, 3-2. Had a double or triple written all over it. Now he swings and misses at a low pitch. He'll try to run down the first base. They'll get him on the drop third strike, play down the first. One gone here in the bottom of the eighth inning, and here comes Jose Abreu. The DH tonight, although at times I believe I see him over there at first. I always see Jose Abreu over at first, even when he's not playing there. He's one for four. He takes an inside slider for a strike. Owen won the count. Next pitch, curveball center in the right field. It's a base hit. Perfectly placed between Cabrera and Shoup. So Abreu gets another hit. He's two for five tonight. Here comes Grandal. Batting in the four spot tonight. They've tried him there before. It didn't work out. With Moncada not around, they're trying there tonight. He's one for three with a double. And he stands in right now with a runner on first. Takes a curveball for a strike. What I've noticed with Grandal over the last couple of weeks is that he is swinging at a lot of pitches outside the zone. He almost started to believe that he could do anything. And he was on quite a run there. Pinch hit, three-run home runs, and extra innings and all kinds of stuff. Ground ball over to Shoup. He makes a great play, spinning over to short, covering second, back over to first. Four to six to three, the inning's over. And going into the top of the ninth inning, the White Sox lead seven to two. And Carson is going to come into the game here in the ninth with a five-run lead. Has not had a lot of work lately. He's only got 14 games under his belt. 
He's 1-3, 27 innings pitched, though, with a 3.62 ERA. So he will pitch the ninth with the five-run lead. First pitch high for a ball, 1-0 the count. C.J. Cron, 2-3, for three, a double, and then tried to get a second double on a two-run single and was out at second base. Jimenez with a great throw from the corner in left field. Fouls off that one, 2-1 and one the count. Into the line, the 2-1 pitch. Swung on and fouled off into the camera weld on the first baseline. 2-2, two and two, the count is even to Kron. Fulmer, working quickly, almost gets him to swing through that one, but he just got a piece of it. Low in the zone. He's attacking with fastballs. Now Grandal sets up on the outside corner, and he misses well outside on a curveball, 3-2. and two. Austin Romine on deck. Full count, no outs, top of the ninth. Nobody on, five-run lead. Swung on and sent down the first baseline, hooking foul into the stands. Count remains full. There is a shift on for Kron. On the left side of the field, he keeps hitting everything to the right side on these foul balls, and now he walks him on an outside fastball. First man on. White Sox with the lead are giving some work to some pitchers that normally don't come in later in the inning. Herrera needed help. This one's going to get away from Grandal. Runner's going to advance 90 feet into second base. It's going to be called a wild pitch on Fulmer. And it's 1-0 to Romine. Sox have Ciszek and Fry up now. Just in case. Is that's an inside pitch, and he does not get the call. Close one. 2-0. Next pitch swung on, sent over to short. Anderson scoops and throws. 6-3 put out. Encarnacion steps on the bag. One gone here in the top of the ninth inning. Here comes Christian Stewart. He's one for three with a single in the seventh. He's got an 831 OPS. The lefty has a runner on second base in Kron. And Fulmer, the righty, throws one inside that's popped up down the third base line. Mendick giving chase over to the tarp. Cannot get there in time. He will reset over at third base. 0-1 the count. Fulmer checks the runner and delivers. Swung out and fouled off again down the third baseline, 0-2. It's the 8-hitter and then the 9-hitter here for Carson Fulmer with a 5-run lead. Down a platter for him. Fouls off a curveball. Count remains 0-2. After this game, there's two more against the Tigers here this weekend. A day off. Three here against Cleveland. As that one's lifted over the head of a jumping Mendick for a base hit. Jimenez comes up and throws it right in. Kron can only get the third. He has to hold. There's two on now with one out. And Candelero comes up 0 for 2 with a walk in the seventh inning. He's hitting 202. The lefty will face Fulmer. Like I said, Indians here next week after Detroit. And then it's a road trip. Houston, Detroit, Cleveland. No time off in there. A low inside fastball swung on and missed. 0-1 the count. Fulmer has to concentrate on the batter. Get the out. If Kron crosses, fine. Nobody's pulling you out of this inning if you only give up one run here and you already have two outs. Outside pitch misses 1-1. One one. Now if he walks the bases loaded, there's a chance they go, that's it. We gave you a chance. We're not blowing this game. But with a five-run lead... You'd rather not dip into the bullpen, the better guys in the bullpen. And you want to give Fulmer a chance. And to be honest, he hasn't been that bad this year. 
Although there are times he's shaky, Herrera has been much worse. Inside pitch, swung on and missed. He struck him out. Nice pitch by Carson Fulmer. He tied him up. The thing I noticed with Fulmer, different from Herrera this year, both of them put a lot of guys on base. You know, their whip is very high for a relief pitcher, but Fulmer finds a way to get the outs. Herrera has the bad luck, or he'll start walking that extra guy or gives up that hit after he's already put two on. He has a, he has a much worse inning. He can't get the thing. After he puts guys on, he can't get out of it. Victor Reyes is up. He's two for four. This is his fifth at bat. He's 1-0 already in the count. The lefty lays off a changeup low, 2-0. Fulmer, 22 pitches so far this inning. Got runners on first and third, a five-run lead, and two outs here on the top of the ninth. The next offering is high and misses 3-0. Carson in danger of walking. Victor Reyes in loading these bases. Here comes the pitch. He walked him on four, and I think that's going to be it. Sox wanted to give him a chance out there, but you're not going to get you're not going to let him back in this game. They're going to go to the bullpen, and they're going to bring in Jace Fry against the lefty Castro. 25 games, 17 innings, 3.18 ERA, 26 strikeouts to eight walks. Righty's hitting 187, lefty's hitting 154. He's got six holds. He's got the bases loaded here. But he's got a five-run lead, and he's got two outs here in the top of the ninth. And the lefty Castro's one for four in this game, and a strike right down the middle, 0-1 the count. It's got to be frustrating to a guy like Carson Fulmer. You don't pitch for a week. You want to go out there and do something, and you got to be bailed out because the team's afraid you're going to give up the big one. Slow chopper to Madrigal. Flips it out of his glove to Encarnacion. The game is over. White Sox win their seventh in a row. Seven to two, was there ever a doubt? Gio Gonzalez has an excellent game. The Sox take game one of this series. The fireworks going off. We are on a roll right now. So is Gio Gonzalez, eight no on the season. He's kicking butt right now and taking names. He goes seven strong, gives up two. White Sox bullpen shaky. But they don't let anybody in in the 8th and ninth inning. That's amazing to me. Two runs on 10 hits for Detroit. Seven runs on 12 for the White Sox. An error apiece, but there are a lot more than that. And also a really weird strike zone. But we'll take this win, just like you take any win. Seven innings pitch for Gio Gonzalez. Eight hits scattered around. Two walks. Four strikeouts. Two earned runs. He gets the win. Jace Fry gets a save. Because the tying run was on the on-deck circle there. That's crazy. In a 7-2 victory, he gets a save for pitching the one guy and inducing a ground ball. Adam Engel goes 1-for-3 with a two-run home run. Luis Robert, 2-for-3 with a run scored. Nick Mandrigal, 3-for-4. Two RBIs in this game and a run scored. Danny Mendick went 0-for-2, but he got hit by a pitch, stole a base, came around and scored. He scored another time, too. He had two runs. Whole team contributed today. Stolen bases, all over the place. Read the entire box score at Sox on 35th. Sox on 35th gives you the post game. They give you all the details. They give you the box. They, they give you analysis. After every series, they give you all the stats. We love partnering up with them. They're good folk over there. Check them out after you listen to the broadcast. We appreciate you doing so. And our thanks to our sponsors, Cork and Carry at the Park, now open. Get over there. You've been waiting to do it. Get over there. You know, go out there with the headphones on. 
Okay? Tell Bill, the owner, tell him, put on put on socks in the basement ball game while we sit out here. Let's let's listen to a game. If they're listening right now, shout out to Cork and Carey at the park. Okay? We're having weekend baseball. This would have been a home game. This would have been a home weekend against the Tigers in this beautiful weather. Okay? You could at least have something in the shadow of the ballpark and lose yourself in your imagination until these guys start figuring this out for real. And don't forget they have their beer garden open up out on Western Avenue in the Beverly neighborhood as well. This is Socks in the Basement, the podcast for fans, by fans, bringing you every game of this season simulated until we get some hope and some baseball. My name is Chris Lanuti. Thank you for listening. Remember, we're found everywhere a podcast can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere a podcast can be found and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.